0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Ed hawback Show. There. I didn't stutter, stammer, chapter, episode, whatever. Today it's an edition. And today we have one of my former guests back who talked about his uh, his writing. His name is Mr. Joe LaVallee, and we didn't get that far in the last one. So welcome back here to the Down Under Studio, Joe. Well, I'm excited to be back. I appreciate it, Ed. Yeah, you're welcome. So, We talked last time you were here that you started out in, uh, uh, you covered crime and criminal justice and you went to court and you wrote for the paper. And you also said off camp, no, off microphone, that you were one of those kids in school when you had to write a two-page story, you turned in 24. So now you're retired and you picked up another talent.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I appreciate you calling it a talent, <laughs> but it really started back when I was a newspaper reporter for the Globe Gazette in Mason City. Um, I um, uh, was sitting in the court, well, one, as a reminder, or for those who didn't hear the, my first visit here.
0: Um, you can find it at hallback.com. You can go back and listen to all of them. As Many a, times,
1: <laughs> as a reporter, I I think I covered eight murders, uh, two of which were double homicides, and um, I sat through six murder trials, and um, and lots of I, I sat through a lot of other trials, both civil and criminal trials. Back in those days, newspapers had the resources that we could be in the courtroom every day during a trial. And I really enjoyed that work. I was fascinated by the attorneys, their strategies and tactics, etc. Yeah. And one, one day I was sitting in a trial, and there's a table in the middle of the room that's piled high with evidence against the defendant. Okay. And I started almost in a daydreaming fashion to wonder, what if he didn't do it? Um. The, um, you know, how might all of this evidence been piled up against somebody if, if that person didn't do it? And then obviously it'd have to be some kind of frame up and what might be behind that. And I thought to myself, this is way back in the early 1980s, I thought to myself, wow, that's a cool idea for a novel. And so, um, fast forward a couple of years, I got married. And congratulations! Yeah, thanks. Um, married the deputy clerk of court. Oh boy, that was cozy. Um, and uh, we didn't have any kids yet. I had my brand new Apple IIe computer to give you an idea oh how old boy. I am. And I thought, well, now'd be a good time to take a stab at writing that novel. And so I wrote about six chapters. I wrote the murder scene. I wrote some trial scenes. Um, I established the fictional town of Orney, Iowa. And I created the main characters. Um, Tony Harrington is the protagonist. He, They say, write what you know. He's a young single guy
0: who works as a newspaper reporter. Oh, well, there you go. It's an autobiography, and you didn't <laughs> yeah. even know
1: it. No, it's not that, but... <laughs> Uh, he's definitely fictional. People ask how much of him is me, and I suppose, like any author, some of me is in there, but I always tell people, he's who I wish I was, not who I am, because he's tall, slender, handsome, you know, smart, brave. Are you talking about uh, me? I'm kind of tall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, he's a very likable character. I, I like him, and I, I hear from my readers how much they like him, but... I created those characters in the fictional town, and like I said, I wrote about six chapters, and then, you know, I got busy with other things. Jane and I had six kids, not all at once, thank goodness. (laughs) And um, I had a big job. I was now working as a a public relations director at Mercy North Iowa, now Mercy One. And... um, and then I went back to graduate school and got my MBA and got promoted at work and an even busier job. And, and so the book mostly sat in the drawer for 25 years. Wow. And three things happened that made me decide to finish it. This is about six years ago in October, about six years ago. Um, one, I had the idea for the cool plot twist that I'd not read before. I read a ton. I read constantly all kinds of things, and I read a lot of mysteries and thrillers. And I had an idea for a plot twist I'd never seen before. Um, Now, I haven't read every mystery story, so I can't claim it's unique, but I'd never seen anything like it before. And when an author has that moment where you think of a plot twist that you think might be unique (laughs) or is certainly new to you, It's a magical moment. It gives you goosebumps, and you're just suddenly very excited to share it with the world. Is that Uh, called a writer's high? Yeah, well, it certainly was for me. Like like a runner's high? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay. And so the second thing is I just wanted the book to be done. You can imagine after 25 years or more um, of thinking about it, that I just wanted it to be finished. I wanted my kids to be able to say my dad wrote a novel rather than always having to say my my dad always talked about writing a novel. <laughs> and so the third thing that happened, I was at lunch with some Mercy executives down. This is by then we had moved to Des Moines and I was working a similar job as an executive for Mercy in Des Moines. And I'm at lunch with some Mercy executives and Ron, Mickey, one of the nicest people in the world, is on that team, and he said to the table at lunch, did you know Joe's writing a novel? And Jackie, the chief nurse, said, I don't want to hear about Joe's novel, what she said, her exact words, I don't want to hear about Joe's stupid novel. Ooh. He's had the same 25 chapter, or the same six chapters done for 25 years. I apologize for my stumbling here. I've told this story a thousand times, but when she said that, it really got under my skin, and I went home that night and told Jane I'm going to finish the book. Now, Jackie knows I tell that story. She's very proud of the fact that she spurred me to get going on my author career, Uh, but I did that. I vowed in October six years ago that I'm going to write something on the book every single day until it's done. There you go. Consistency
0: and and persistency. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, I had still had six kids, still had a big job, still, you know, busy life. But I just said, even if I have a 12 hour work day, when I get home, I'm going to write something on the book before I go to bed. Well, you know what happens when you sit down and you write that sentence or paragraph you committed to yourself that you would, you don't stop there. You end up writing six pages or whatever. So four months later, the book was done. That was in January of 2018. And then in May, I retired. My official retirement date was July, but I, I was done,
0: basically done in May. A lot of PTO, a lot of vacation, right?
1: Exactly. And, and so, um, I thought, well, now I've, I've got time. Maybe I should do something with the book. Um, I had never really intended to publish it. I thought I'd print six copies for my kids at the local print shop, and that would be that. But uh, in retirement, I thought, well, uh, maybe I should pass it around, see if people like it, see if I can find a literary agent or a publisher. And I uh, connected with Book Press Publishing, they they're a, a publisher that's primarily engaged in nonfiction. They've published a lot of business books, science books. They've okay, done some astronaut sure. books. They were interested in getting into fiction, and I here I came along and met with them and had this novel that was recently finished. So they had some people read it. They really liked it. We sat down and negotiated a deal, and in The end of 2018, the book was out. The official publication date is January of 2019. It's called Burying the Lead, and the title comes from a newspaper expression about when the important facts of a story are hidden down below, and that's the idea of the book. What's happening on the surface is this murder trial. What's really going on is a more sinister plot behind the scenes. So, I thought it was a good title for a murder mystery. And lo and behold, Burying the Lead won two awards and sold out its first printing. Congratulations. Yeah. And I thought, wow, maybe I can actually do this. So, I decided to write a second book. And it's called Cry from an Unknown Grave. And it's a darker tale in it, same protagonist, Tony Harrington and his. Friends and co-workers get on the trail of a group of human traffickers, and Tony goes out and tries to rescue a group of girls who are being abused and held captive by these human traffickers. And so, you know, human trafficking is a very ugly world. It is. As a result, that book has some darker stuff in it. but I want it to be realistic enough that people could learn some things everyone should know about human trafficking and make the story realistic so people could enjoy reading it. Um, it has kind of a hopeful ending. That it's, it's got some humor. It has some romance. Um, all of these books, Tony has a love interest and there's a little bit of sex and a little romance. And he has a friend who's kind of Irreverent, so there's some humor. Um, so, I have friends that are irreverent too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I and mean, you know, it's just, <laughs> no, I know, it's I... the people interacting with each other the way we do in life. And so, um, again, the books have been uh, very popular. And um, so, book two came out the week, well, actually, one week before COVID hit. Um, so, cried. It wasn't the immediate success that Burying the lead had been because everything shut down, and when an author can't go out and promote and all that stuff, um, it just it just wasn't as big a success immediately. But I thought, well, uh, now COVID hit, we're locked down. I might as well keep writing, and so I wrote three more novels. Wow! During the year and a half that we were pretty restricted in what we could do. We were, yeah. And so four of those, four of my books are published, and number five comes out in uh, officially on March 3rd of the coming year. And I just uh, one week ago finished, um, I guess depending on when your listeners hear this podcast, I shouldn't be too constrictive on my time frames, but In the fall of 2022, I finished my sixth novel, uh, which has just now been sent to the publishers for their review, so we'll see what they think. But um, I'm loving it. Um, Tony Harrington continues to be in all the books. Um, In the third one, he accompanies his Italian mother back to Italy to a family funeral, gets on the trail of a very nasty guy, and follows him back to New York City. So all of book three, which is called The Third Side of Murder, takes place in Italy and New York. The fourth book is called Performing Murder because it's a story of Hollywood comes to Iowa to make a movie, which we know happens sometimes. It does. Even here to Little Clear Lake, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. So um, so Hollywood comes to Orney, Iowa, my fictional town, and an actress is found murdered and, uh, found floating in the country club swimming pool. And, uh, somebody Tony loves gets charged with the crime. So of course he's determined to prove his loved one is innocent. And, um, uh, it's just been a lot of fun to create these characters and see what happens to them and where they go and,
0: uh, create different kinds of stories for them. You're making me jealous. It, it, uh... I'm probably a lot of my listeners, because everybody wants to find that thing they have that's a passion that they absolutely love doing. It's not working. They get to use uh, their creativity. They have uh, resources to, uh, to help them out. And yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It's like, now I think I want to be a writer instead of a podcaster.
1: Yeah, it, you're right. I feel so blessed. You can imagine during the COVID lockdown to have something to do every day that you're excited about uh, was just such a blessing. And um, and I, I'm fortunate in lots of ways. One, my big family is very supportive. That's awesome. Um, so that helps immensely. And A couple of little things, you know, one, because I was a newspaper reporter, I type really fast. And so when I sit down to write, you mentioned it's not work. it really isn't work to me because my fingers can keep up with my brain. Wow. And that is such a plus for a writer to not have to constantly be thinking, now, what was I going to say? Or what was that thought I had a minute ago? Um... I can type fast so I can produce a lot of words when I sit down to write. and doesn't mean they're all great. Um, you know, you go back and do your editing and all those things to try to make it a really as good a book as it can be. but but I am blessed to be able to churn it out pretty quickly and and in fact, here's a little
0: factoid your readers will enjoy. my they're, listeners. Remember, you're an author, (laughs) I'm a podcaster. Yeah, that's all right. I love tripping people up. No, Um, thank you. (laughs) Here's a
1: little factoid your listeners will enjoy. Burying the lead, start to finish, took 33 years. Cry from an Unknown Grave, which is a slightly longer novel, 350 pages roughly. Cry from an Unknown Grave was written start to finish in 33 days. Wow! Um, now I've never had a writing experience like that before or since. Um, it just poured out of me. Once I—that doesn't include the research. Um, I did two or probably three months worth of research before I sat down to write. But no outline, no particular storyline in mind. Um, I just sat down and started typing, and it just poured out of me. Wow!
0: Well, you have a gift, Joe. Well, you... I—I
1: was—I—I I do feel fortunate and. One of the national reviewers said about that book, not only entertaining, but important. And I felt really good about that. One of the awards that Cry has won um, was Best Mystery in the category of Social Issues. So I was very proud of that as well. As you should be. Um, So the, the four published novels have now won a total of nine recognitions, if you include being runners up in... In some of these Why wouldn't awards. you?
0: You're, you're 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 in the upper, you know.
1: But, but uh, uh Performing Murder was named the best mystery of 2021 by Maincrest Media. So, um again, very proud of that. And um Kirkus reviews just read my fifth book that no one else has read yet because it is doesn't come out until March. But Kirkus is the big name in in publishing and okay. on the reviewing side If people who read a lot often look for that sticker, what does Kirkus think? And they just gave a positive review to my fifth novel. Um, so some some fun things have happened along the way. And I can tell you as many quirky stories as you like <laughs> to keep you here for hours. Because well, <laughs> things have, seem to happen to authors that have surprised me, certainly.
0: Well, I think that's because you look at things uh, differently and, you don't assume certain things. It just it pours out of you, and then other people pick up on that. So, that's you know kind of how the uh, the quirky things go. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah. Um, and in this day and age, with people reading books on electronically on Kindle and all, you know, my books come out in hardcover as well as electronic. But because of the electronic world, people read them everywhere. Right. Um, And I was very lucky. My very first book, Publishers Weekly, which is the big magazine in the publishing world that all the librarians read, Publishers Weekly gave a positive review to my first novel. And the week after that review came out in Publishers Weekly, I sold books in seven countries. Wow. Wow. so it, it, these little things that happen that make your day, I had, um, tell you very try to very quickly tell you, I had three experiences I adore <laughs> for, and that's because awesome. they feed my ego. One, right, right. Um, I got a note, an email from a woman who said, just finished your first novel, thought you'd like to know that I really enjoyed it. And I look down at the signature line at the bottom, and she's an ass, an appellate court justice in the federal appeals court in California. Um, never, you know. Remember, the first book is all about a trial. You know, it's right. all these attorneys. You scenes. write what
0: you know about.
1: Yeah, and the and this appellate court justice writes to tell you that she likes your book. Two days later, I get an email. From a woman saying, just read your first novel, thought you'd like to know, I loved it. Was a vice president for information technology of a bank in Vienna, Austria. Nice. Yeah. And then, I'm leaning away from the microphone to grab something.
0: Yeah, please excuse my guest. <laughs> he, he's reaching for his books. My studio's quite small, yeah. but... So one day I got an email from a woman
1: saying... Um, Read your first book on an airplane, and uh, finished it a couple of weeks later, and really liked it thought you you know people are so nice. They want me to know they liked my book, and I appreciate that, believe me. But when I saw who she was, I emailed her right back and said, I'm so glad you liked it. My second book is done. Would you like to read it and write a blurb for the cover? And she agreed to do that. So, on the back cover of Cry from an Unknown Grave, it says this, blatant self-promotion, forgive me, this latest installment of Tony Harrington's Adventures is a gripping page turner full of excitement, heart-wrenching twists, and rich justice. It is impossible to put down. That was written by Danielle Feinberg, who is the director of photography at Pixar. Oh, wow. Um, So... Uh, when things like that come along for an author, it's just like manna from heaven. You know, you'd say, What did I ever do to deserve this? Um, but I've been very fortunate, and uh, people who enjoy the books communicate that to me, which makes my day every time it happens. So,
0: Well, Joe, I, you know, you said seven countries you've sold your book. I have, yeah. Coincidentally, I have seven foreign countries that listen to my podcast. Huh? So that number seven resonated, so I'm going to throw my well,
1: congratulations hat to out you. There. And yeah. let's hope there are seven different countries, so that my number will go to fourteen.
0: Well, why would we <laughs> not hope for that? Well, Joe, it it's been a pleasure that you came back up here and came to the studio and and shared this with me. I'm I almost got goosebumps. Well, I kind of did get goosebumps, and it takes a lot to impress me anymore when you get this old. But. Uh, uh, The passion you have for what you've done and the success you have is pretty damn cool.
1: Well, thanks. Um, I do, before we go, I want to be sure to thank the Clear Lake Library, the Mason City Library. Uh, They've been very supportive. They both had me come in to do author talks. Um, I'm happy to come back anytime. I've spoken to a couple of service clubs um, up here in North Iowa. I'm happy to come back and do that. Um, and, um, the mercy gift shop, uh, mercy, mercy one, uh, in Mason city carries my books in the gift shop. If somebody wants a hardcover copy quickly, um, you can also get my books, of course, from my website. And if you, you can get them anywhere, any bookstore, any online seller can gets, can sell you my books. Uh, if you buy it off my website, I fill those orders myself. And so I'm able to see who ordered the book and I sign and it, inscribe it to the person. So if you want a signed book to you, order it off my website. Any credit card works. Um, just go to josephlavalley.com. And LaValley is L E Valley. Uh, JosephLavelli.com, and you'll see the books there. It's very, click on buy now and it's like any online seller. It's a process that won't surprise you. And um, And if you try my books, um, I love hearing from you. My email is just joe at com. That's on the website so you won't have trouble. You don't have to remember it. You can find it there, but I'd love to hear from you. And um Look forward
0: to getting back to North Iowa to, to speak to people in the future. Great, Joe. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, it was, it was uh, I'm glad you could come back and talk about your books because we didn't get very far in my my uh, quoted 20 minute podcast the first time. But this is exciting. I'm excited for you. Uh, we'll be definitely keeping in touch. So ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause. I think we tried that last time for Joe. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Remember, you can go to edhawback.com, drop me a line, edit com. check out my website. I think I just added a photo gallery. You can get on my daily quotes by sending me a note. Uh, just in the subject line, just put quotes, and I will add you to a seven-day-a-week quote that I send out. So with that being said, once again, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Ed. And bye-bye.